How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rob's Rhythms. I'm your host, Rob Fishbeck. With me, my co-pilot, uh, Mr. Captain Crumps. We're going down. Mr. Max Williams. Uh-oh. Uh, Steer into the skid, right? Still, That's what they like, said? We've had one guest on the show. Yeah. I mean, because you're really not a guest anymore. Well... But I like to feel like one though. with, you know, it's just sometimes the, I guess in my own life <laughs> by the time uh, yeah. we get around, like this isn't our main priority, though. It should be a larger priority, especially for myself. Yeah. But um, I should do more research. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I throw these subjects at you pretty much five minutes before we're recording today 30 seconds before we started recording i know i told you hours ago we, you told we, me we hours ago but that was also still my like maybe we'll do this so just you know keep it open here see that's the thing though is that like you had a what 40 minute drive here uh, today was actually 30 minutes 30 nice. minutes was actually nice. that could have been 30 minutes of you listening to that kind of music just to kind of get in the mood and then blowing my brains out as soon as I why because it's some of it's just so repetitive and, and not good and not good like some of it's really repetitive and just not good I understand we needed the pioneers to get to where we are now hey, do you good for you guys stay there <laughs> you don't need to come back up do you ever listen soon. to I, okay yeah. Without sounding like a total like self-centered prick, mm-hmm. um, have you ever listened to any of the playlists that I make on Spotify? No. Okay. Okay. No. Because I just made one last night called Foggy Windows Leather Seats. Foggy Windows Leather Seats. And it's all that kind of bum 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 I'm just I'm just making up a song, but they all sound like that. Titanic music. No, like fifties like doo-wop. Well, no, but that you said foggy windows, a lot of seats. That's, that's what was going on in Titanic. Well, yeah, it's fucking music. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's literally what it I is. I didn't want to say fucking music. I don't know what our sensitive listener ears are going through, but I'll uh, say it. First sure. of all, yeah, when, when I music. upload this on the great thing that is Anchor Podcast. Not like fucking music. No, <laughs> fucking music. It, it says clean or explicit. I've never once hit the clean button mm. just because I know there's you a lot dirty, of fucks. You dirty dog. That fucking, uh, you gotta put that fucking music on. Like, if only Jimmy were here. You dirty dog. You dar- dirty dog. Like, I got like, oh, what a night by the Dells, in the still of the night by the Five Satins, Sea of Love by Phil Phillips in the Twilights. Oh, what a night. <laughs> nope, you're thinking of September 63. Yeah. What's oh, what a night? Well, I don't wanna play it because. Well, no, I understand. Flagged. Yeah, yeah, but what? It's a, it's, it's. Is it, it is it better da, than the other one? Da, 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 da. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. I'm pretty sure it's in three, four. They're all like that. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Very, uh, very uh, s- Little Darling by the Diamonds. Come Go With Me by the Del Vikings. Uh, down in Mexico by the Coasters. I love the Coasters. I, I call that. Little s- Anthony and the Imperials. Like, uh, I call that stepping music. You can just step to it. Step to what? Just the music. Oh, the you music. mean like dance, like slow dance? Yeah, but you can more just step to They're it. the OG slow dance. It's jams. like when you're trying not to hit, uh, walk into a puddle after it's rained on the sidewalk. You know, you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my slide cool, to the left. Yeah, I'm gonna do my cool slide little maneuvers. Right. I'm gonna see take how, it back now, y'all. One yeah. hop this time. Exactly. See how sly. Two hops this time. How sly and agile I am, just by evading this. You know, since I started working out puddle. and really getting into fitness. Yeah. I'm a lot more agile than I ever have been in my life. You're supposed to be. That's good. You know, I, I'm yeah. not as clumsy either. Like, I don't trip as often. Um, well, I won't see you next fall, then. Oh, dude. Well, it also helps that I make sure I wear boot, boots that have, like, 
thick tread on, like, tr- like tire tread on them. Non-spurred boots. <laughs> I've never owned a pair of spurs in my life. No, but, like, no. I no, I don't wear, like, fashionable, like, uh, flat-bottom shoes or cowboy boots or gym shoes for you the, wear, like, running shoes. Grip, man. Gotta wear boots with grip in the uh, winter because me, do you have grip. any idea how many pairs of pants I have ripped in my lifetime from slipping on the ice? From being a fat man? No, oh, from slipping on the ice. Fr- no. <laughs> the fat man stretch? <laughs> N- no. <laughs> the fat man bend over? Yeah. No. No. Nah, okay, you're good. Never um, been fat. Well, uh, actually, no. in eighth grade I was. I was fat in eighth grade. Overweight I've been in parts Isn't of Isn't that the life. definition of fat? Overweight. Fat has way more of a negative connotation to it. How does overweight not have more of a negative connotation? Because it's like you're supposed to weigh 175 pounds, you weigh 185 pounds. Oh. You're overweight, right. but you're not yeah. You're not 210. Yeah, but in the wrestling world, overweight is is the worst That's, thing you can It's make hear. or break. Exactly. The in the wrestling world, hear. overweight is make or break. It really is. Ooh, man. Where's, uh, where's, uh, who's the guy who does the thriller? Slim Shady. No, who does Thriller. Vince Michael Jackson? No, no, the the darkness falls. Oh, Vincent it. Price. Vincent Price. Yeah, that's a real. Dude, that's you a real that Vincent that Price. was a big. I, I was thinking you were talking about darkness some shady. Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hours. Yeah, but see, here's the, the deal. Do you know Vincent Price or do you know Bill Hader's version of Vincent Price? Uh, I know neither, actually. Oh, then how did you just? How did I you? know who that is oh, okay. because of Thriller? Yeah. So yeah. Bill Hader, the defense. I'm pretty sure he did Vincent. Yeah, because he because uh, uh, Kristen Wiig would show up as drunk Judy Garland. Oh Jesus! <laughs> or Catherine Hepburn. Oh, that's the, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so in case you are still listening to the show, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to talk about music. So from an era from an era that has long since gone by. From an era that not even my mom was around for. So that's exciting. When I was a when I was a small child, mm-hmm. um, under the age of ten, mm-hmm. over the age of five, okay, uh, went to a garage sale and acquired two cassette tapes and two CDs. The two CDs, strangely enough, were Time Life Music Presents. Uh, 1957 was one disc, and 1958 was the other disc, mm-hmm. and had. All those songs you could possibly think of. Thanks to the resurgence of cassette players, the CDs are worth more in value now than those cassettes. <laughs> right. Um, and the cassettes uh. were 1960 and 1962. Oh, you hipsters. Okay. Um, no, this was in like 1999. What I'm saying. So I was like a kid. What I mean by the, the reference. Oh, yeah. No. Either way. CDs are better quality, people. Just understand that. Right. That's fine. There was no Elvis on any of the... CDs because mm-hmm. the rights from RCA, I'm sure, were astronomical. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had everybody else you could think of Chuck Berry, Jerry Lee Lewis, the Everly Brothers, uh, the Dell Vikings, the Lanthony Imperials. Lil Richard. Lil Richard. Nice. Um, Did he ever go by Lil or is it always just Lil Little? Richard? It was still always Lil, just Little. Lil Richard. Not Lil Sebastian. It was just Lil. Lil bye, yeah. bye, Lil Sebastian. Exactly. Um, Always just Little Richard. Little Richard. I'm gonna start. I'm only See, gonna I refer like, to him now as Little Richard. Right. Because he doesn't. Or look I'm like, gonna start going by Little Richard. He doesn't look like the kind of guy that would have cared. Probably not. He doesn't. Or doesn't look like. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would have cared. Right. About Little Richard or Little Richard. 
And then I saw the movie American Graffiti, mm-hmm. and that soundtrack I have on vinyl. Apparently. I got it in fifth grade. Wow. Uh, I love that era of, you know, music. I just do. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I usually don't listen to it with, <laughs> like, if I'm going to listen to Elvis, I just listen to Elvis. Like, it's not usually a kind of shuffle kind of situation. Yeah. But um, I have just always, I mean, you know, to romanticize about that era, especially in 2020, was it was ideal if you were a white person and a guy. <laughs> and that's about it. It really was. If you've seen Mad Men, yeah. you realize, yeah, if you were Don Draper, life financially and, and, and socially was fine. You might might have been a miserable person. Right. But... Um, if you weren't somebody like a Don Draper, you were fucked. But the music was still great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I forgot if whatever pot of that. No, actually, never mind. That's not the reference I want to go to. My uh, my grandfather will have on the uh, the music choice. You know those yeah. stations. Oh, dude, I grew up. How do you think I? How do you think I know the albums and years and artists of so many songs? Oh, that was your reference. Nice. Music choice. We So when I was in junior high, like 2004, mm-hmm. 2005, yeah. I would leave, I would go back and forth between like five or six channels mm-hmm. all day long. Oh. That's how I learned oh, no, all the songs. Because it was before, it was before I had LimeWire. If anybody remembers LimeWire. I think, yeah. Half I was too, does. we didn't have, we still had dial-up internet. We didn't have a good enough computer to, and I wasn't old enough or smart enough to have figured out Napster because that would have been when I was in like third grade uh-huh. but LimeWire I knew was so this would have been like right before that yeah. where literally if I didn't buy the CD or listen to the radio whatever we didn't really like nobody listened to the radio in the house so I just put on music choice yeah. I'm sorry no, back to music dude fucking music choice yeah. that's how I like to this day that's why I know the years and albums of so many songs that I still don't like okay. like that's fair enough. I'm not Nothing against Foreigner. I'm not a huge Foreigner fan, mm-hmm. but like these foreigners I are taking this, our jet. Wait, no, that's the no, Grandpa. No, that's not the right. No, no, the, Grandpa. The band. It's okay. The band Foreigner. The band Foreigner. Well, why are they foreign? They sh- they play here. They should be right. called natives. Or um, <laughs> they should be called native. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either way, so that's also have, um, why when people are like, I don't like when I go, I don't like Emerson, Lake or Palmer, or I don't like Genesis, and people are like, Well, have you ever listened to them? Like, eh, kind, you know, and they're like, Oh, you should listen to them. I'd be like, No, I listen to I. They came on Music Choice. Mm-hmm. I just would. That's when I would go to the bathroom or something because mm-hmm. it just wasn't my thing. But it's. But anyways, with Foreigner, like that's why, like when I hear songs of theirs. My, I can see the album cover. Reluctantly, you're going. Uh, this is off of four. Ugh. Jukebox yeah. hero track. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I, I hate that song. I know. I know you. I hate, that's also why I know Steely Dan tracks. Uh, that's is bad. because of music choice. That's I bad. would put. I would go back and forth between the '60s, mm-hmm. solid gold oldies, the '70s, '80s. Uh, I think it was like early alternative, no new wave, not mm-hmm. early alternative, new yeah. wave, and classic rock. Makes sense. And then uh, when shortly thereafter, I started listening to the classic country. And that's how uh-huh. I really got into like Hank Williams and shit. Yeah. So my grandfather leaves on the solid gold oldies, but he does the fifties, sixties doo wop, and I always do the oh, challenge wow. of how many songs in a row are gonna come on. Well, they just they just have a band that starts with the. 
how many in a row are we gonna get? How many? How many are in like three, four time? That of, well, of course. Bum, 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 how many are about bum, 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 either losing the love of your life, finding the love of your life? Baby. I'm or, just making up words, but this is one of those kind of things. Or just meeting the love of your life should for the we, first time. Should we? Can do you? Do you? Are you good enough at like your Pro Tools Garage Band thing for us to make like a, a tongue in cheek doo like a a, a greatest yeah, hits can, of doo and I we just make up ten different band names and put it out like and like and like advertise it to people like as a joke. Mm. And I'm giving I'm gonna, I'll give this all away. So if you listen to this show and you see this record come out, yeah. tell your friends because they might think it's real. We should make a record mm-hmm. that's like the doorknobs and mm-hmm. uh the the hall closets or the and sharpies. The sharpies oh, yep. or the the tin cups, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the backwards hat. I'll kits. just sing in different octaves and in different like accents and keys. The posters. The posters. Ooh. The skeletons. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The yep. flat brims. Yep. Right. The tabletops. T- dude, that's gotta be. That's, that's great, gotta be on That's there. a great name. So tabletops. we'll just make this like fifties doo-wop record. Mm-hmm. Like and it'll it'll all be like. I lost my baby on Saturday night. Bum, bum, bum. By Sunday morning, Ooh. she's holding me tight. Ooh. I never want you to be that way again. We need to make real this, quick. The, like how e- the four we're people just gonna, that listen and we'll to just this make the words know up. the difference between the two softwares that you just said are screaming at you right now because you said Pro Tools okay, well, and GarageBand well, yeah, yeah, and I'm they're not, screaming at you going it's not the fucking same thing. Either way, all right, we're gonna make so a, I'm not gonna EP, lie, not an album, I'm, EP, yeah, five an songs EP is enough by five different bands, five songs is enough, absolutely, yeah. Um, Excuse me. And it'll Even be like the greatest hits of fifties doo up. Like well, that's literally what we'll call it. They needs to have more than five songs. You want you want that tongue in cheek? I want it that tongue in cheek because and w- you you just heard me. That wasn't bad. I think we call that, it like the the song that I, I literally just improv was not bad. So not what good. I it wasn't good. That's the whole point. I know. But I think then we call it we call it I lost then found my baby. That's what the album's called. Yes. Right. Because you're usually finding her. Featuring hits from the flat brims. Or you're losing The her. tabletops, the doorknobs, yeah, the doorknobs, the skeletons. And what was the other one? Oh, the Sharpies. The refrigerators. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I lost my baby. I actually like the plumbers. <laughs> the plumbers? The plumbers. Yeah, that's got a, a bit of a, you know, like a double connotation to it. No, it's, no, it's got to be like... Uh, Paul Plummer and the Plungers. Paul Plummer, yeah, Paul Plummer and the Plungers, actually. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite uh, disco bands. Do you remember those 1950s Jerry and the Pacemakers, that's That's one That's a real band. I know, but that's one I know. I know them. Do you remember all the big hits that um, Paul Paul the Plummer and the Plungers had back in the late 50s? Dude, uh, that song that they made Plunging Away. Yeah, yeah, Plunging Away, uh, This Toilet Won't Flush. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Swirl tops. Oop! It's stuck again. Mm-hmm. Oops! It's exactly that. That one I think made the billboards. Yep. If I'm not like that was like number four. Right. That one climbed up number four. One of my favorite was uh, <clears throat> dripping on the side. That one. Upper Decker was one of their best ones. 
Upper Decker was one of their best ones. Yeah. Tank is full. Tank is full. And uh, please, please close the lid. Right. Was, uh, was oh, like, dude, please close the lid. That was mm-hmm. the sequel song. That was the sequel song, right. To the Tank is Full, mm-hmm. which was in a minor key. Yeah, they needed something a little more like, all right, we're really trying to emphasize this right like now. You, it's like John Prine always said, you know, when you go to the minor key, you might want, not want to go visit that family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, Paul Plummer and the Plungers, make sure to look out for their greatest hits that will also be coming out soon. Mm-hmm. It's entitled Poopery. Poopery. Yeah, the stuff yes. that makes your uh, bowel movements smell. Delicious. Alliterations are brought to you by Alliterations R Us. Alliterations R Us. It's got to be like so, the, alliter- the Alliteration Association of America. Triple. Why do you hate all that great music? Why do I hate all y- of it? Yeah. Why or why are you not a fan? It's more. I don't just, want to put words in your mouth. I think again, it's just how I grew up. The era I grew up in. It's it's a lot like blues music. Blues mu- music is amazing. It paved the way for so many great bands and artists, but it, it's the same fucking thing right. every time. But that's not to say that I'm not taking away from the stories that a lot of those singers slash artists had. There are certain legitimately artists. Good, I can't play blues music. I don't have the blues. There are certain <laughs> artists that I will listen to all of their like really good material and then yeah. certain albums like Electric Mud. The Muddy Waters record is fucking phenomenal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, like Robert Johnson, there's only like 30 songs, so that's really easy. That's an easy listen, and they're all yeah, like you two can knock out an after, right? Yeah. Anyways, how, but like I love Howlin' Wolf. Like I'll listen. There's I have like three or four of his albums. Mm-hmm. Like then they're, they're not greatest hits. They're just like solid fucking albums. Mm-hmm. But to your point, past that, I have like a 50 song playlist called OG Blues on my Spotify account Mm -hmm. and that's about it and then like I listen to the animals though they're a British invasion rock and roll band they had they had a lot of that kind of R&B blues stuff yeah Um, with a lot of grayer of a tone right yeah 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 no I mean it's true because it's all it's all EA and B7 and they you know yeah exactly my baby left it's 12 bars my baby left me my baby left me When's my baby coming back? Exactly. My favorite was always the guy who was the either the baritone or the, the I guess technically you would call him like a higher bass, but always the bass singer of any of those doo-wops. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, oh, I love that guy. I wanted to be that guy. So I'm like, I got a deep voice. I can do this. Like, no, it takes a lot to be that Yeah, singer. why don't you sing deep like that? I do. Okay. I, have, I, have a, I have a lot of songs where I sing pretty deep and pretty low. Yeah. I just, you know, don't I've been singing. So when I started to sing, I sang lower mm-hmm. and then I was able to like work on like that whole next octave up. And that's yeah, the way I performed for a long time. Mm-hmm. But lately, because I've not played guitar with a pick in months because I'm just doing it here in the studio and um, I want to hear myself as a vocalist. Mm-hmm. So I just lightly pick with my with my thumb, strum with my thumb. And I'm singing lower again. Mm-hmm. And it's so much stronger than it used to be. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm singing like a half an octave lower. Excuse me. Yeah, you notice that when you when you try so... Excuse me. When you try so hard for the longest time to sing from the depths to get the higher... The bells of hell. That when you actually do sing low again, you're like, oh, this is effortless. Right. And I'm, oh my God, I'm on key. I don't have to worry about not being on key. Like, I can just do this all day. It's fantastic. So, yeah, I, I get right. that. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so why do you dislike? So it's because it's like the blues. Maybe it's it's a it's a lot like the blues. It's very. But country music's the same way. Why do you think I don't really listen to country music? Right. (laughs) 
But again, I mean, a lot could be a lot could be said for any genre of music. A lot of it just gets turned into the same repetitive garbage after a while once you give it a long enough lifespan. But that's why I've always liked alternative music just in general because you never really know where it's going to go. If I know I'm turning on a country song or a country album or a country artist, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm getting. The Righteous Brothers, the Rays, the Chantels, the Flamingos, Little Anthony and the Imperials, the Coasters, the Dell Vikings, the Drifters, the Diamonds, the Platters, Phil Phillips and the Twilights, Fats Domino, the Five Satins, the Dells, Nina Simone. Those are like the first 15, 16 songs in this playlist. I like the Coasters. That's a cool name. You know songs by the Coasters. I probably do. You know quite a few songs by the Coasters. Probably do. Um, Down in Mexico is the one that's on this playlist because the, the like other the, ones are up tempo. What are the Build popular? That. What are the popular ones? The Yakety sh- yak. The Yakety yak. Don't come back. Yeah, but who are the sh- the sh- Shangri Las? Is that it? Yeah, the Shangri Las. They're an, they're more of an early '60s girl group. That's who they were. Okay, but they're on the Golden Oldies. For that well, yeah, the Golden Oldies is a very broad genre. This is a very specific that, uh, type of music. I know, but on that doo-wop channel, they have a couple songs. Sure. Yeah. Remember Walking in the Sand? Yep, I know that That's one. That's bum, 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 There was also, it was like the, the Shirelles, or like the, there was another, like, S.H. something. There's a lot. There's the Shirleys. Uh, that's what I think who it is, is the Shirleys. Yeah. Or whatever it was. There's a lot of them. Here, you know what? I'm going to go under search. I'm just going to type in the S.H. I think that's the hardest the thing S-H. today, is coming up with a band name that starts with the, that uh, has not already been taken. Interestingly enough, the Shangri-La is the first one that comes up. Um... This is, this is there a band called the Scooters? This doesn't I would take do the it the way I wanted to do this, so um, that's too hard. What? Is there a band called the Scooters? The Scooters? The S C O O T? Mm hmm. E R S, yeah. Because I would want to know if there's a band called the Scooters. I'm taking it if there's not. There's a band called the Scooters. God damn it. All right, well. There's also a band called the Shooters. The Shooters? <laughs> Singing about guns and, and uh, right, no, that'd not, be that'd be like there. no, but I meant more just like in the, that would be too on brand. They don't sing them. They're they're very anti-gun. The shooters, they're very uh, the, no, they just sing fucking songs. <laughs> yeah, that too. Right? That's yeah. so, but, but like that's the thing. Like I like here are some of the names for like my playlists. Like I have Power Hour, Blues OG. Wheelchairs and Coffee. That's a specifically Iowa Labor Day you, 2013 yeah, playlist. That. That's a good story. Uh, New Roots. The Dude Abides. New Roots. Um, That's very poetic. Take It Back Rap. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not naming all my playlists. Is that, just uh, floating Tunes. Is floating late, Tunes is that Volume 2. Early 2000s rap. Take It Back Rap, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yep. yeah Red, up. capital letters, Barn Burner. So it's like Tyler Shoulders and like. Old Crow Medicine oh, Show and Trampled by Turtles. I thought that was back in your, uh, your old Floating Jeep, your old Jeep days. Two. What? I thought those your old Jeep days. No. And yeah. then fog, Foggy Windows, Leather Seats. Mm. And they're all like very... Fuck it. <laughs> that's what, But that's what I wanted to call the thing was the fucking playlist. <laughs> yeah, but how do you emphasize it instead of being like people going like, dude, this is the fucking playlist. No, no, no. It's, no, like, it's no, the no, dude. fucking playlist. No, no, dude. You got, no, no. The fucking but it's it's a very specific yeah. fucking playlist. You dirty Foggy dog. windows, leather seats. There's no Barry White on here. That's a '70s thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is all like ah, right. You're driving in your Can't parents' your fucking convertible. Baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, darling, I'm Dude, Barry White though. Come on. 
Can't get enough of your love, baby. All right, Barry White or Barry Gibb? <laughs> Who are you going for? Bear, better singer or better? Who is you going like, I want you singing to me? Well, I have to going, go with Barry Gibb. Are you going like Wait, powerful? just Barry Gibb or all of the Bee Gees? No, you're going powerful baritone or are you going fucking sexy falsetto? If I want somebody to sing to me, I want Barry White. Oh, absolutely. But in terms of like the songs, I have to go with Barry Gibb because How Deep Is Your Love, Night Fever, Staying Alive, and More Than a Woman are just some of the greatest songs that God has ever given us. Or who, whatever you believe in has ever given us. That's some bold statements, man. <laughs> are, like, see, when was the last time you heard More Than a Woman? You played it for me the other day while we were doing uh, the Halloween decorations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, was yeah, like, that, was on, a, that was on a pre-made playlist that matter. I could follow from somebody That's else. That's still a great song. I'm a big, big fan of that song. There are stories old and true. I think my grandma has them at, in her top three for bands. The Bee Gees? I think it's Eagles, Dude, Bee Gees, really? and then uh, ooh, Fleetwood Man. And then probably the Beatles. Yeah. The Beatles? Yeah. Number three, though? Well, I... I, I All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I believe Eagles I didn't are know she favorite. was a big Eagles fan. Oh, she loved Eagles. But I think she's an early Eagles fan. I don't think she's like when Joe Walsh joined. Like when Joe Walsh joined, she's like I probably could. But that's care what less. I was gonna get to about the Bee Gees. Yeah, I I played you some of their old shit before, like the disco stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Lonely Days is a fucking, it's a fucking bar. Well, that was before they did their sexy falsetto stuff, right? Too. That was when they were singing. And yeah. um, how um, how can you mend a broken heart? That was a good one. That's a fucking that one great I like. song. I like that one a lot. And that's when they were like kind of like singer songwritery. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until later they did start doing the disco stuff. Right. And it was like, and did they God ever, damn. Yeah. yeah, they probably never regretted doing that. No. <laughs> Should we stay? No. Should we keep like making no money? The Saturday Night Fever soundtrack Playing is clubs. still one of the biggest selling albums of all time. Or should we become millionaires? Yeah, we're going to become millionaires. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. And then disco died, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't need to do anything anymore ever again." They just toured we with those. We are permanently etched in hits. history yeah. as probably the disco band. Yeah. Dude, I uh, still cannot like. But see, I would not. I still don't. I don't consider them a disco band because they were around for a long time before they started doing disco music. Like, as far as I'm concerned, "Miss You" is a by the Rolling Stones is a disco song. "Hearts yeah. of Glass" by Blondie yeah, is like, a disco song. But the- Blondie's first album was straight. Uh, punk like new wave punk rock with six early 60s girl group influences and I don't mean this I'm not not saying it's a negative aspect but but ask any non-educated person on disco who they think the biggest disco band would be would say the Bee Gees more than likely so you're like because they're the band like Casey and the Sunshine Band is a dis they're definitely a disco right like you can't can't throw cool in the gang in there they're disco. But I mean, but people aren't gonna say cool in the gang. No. Right. Um I like cool in the gang, but yeah. Donna Summer. You could. I mean you could. I would say she's probably the biggest disco artist of all mm-hmm. time. Donna Summer. That's who I would go with. Because Gloria Gaynor was just the one hit. What was the bigger song? Disco Inferno or Staying Alive? Disco Inferno is by the Tramps. Yeah, tramps. Tramps, tramps or Traps? Yeah, the Tramps. The Tramps, yeah. Tramps, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying overall, what do you think? Burn, baby, burn, baby. I listen burn. to that song all the fucking time. I love it. Do you it. listen to like the eight minute version? The 12 minute version? Yeah. Wait, there's a 12 minute version? Yes. Yeah, I think minutes. the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack one I have is that's only like the, eight uh, minutes. But that's the single. The 12 minute, not the single, but that's the. The edited. The 12 minute, like, uh, 
If I know I You're gonna like this. If I know I have I fucking love that song. If I know I have at least I fucking love disco music and I am not ashamed of it. When I was younger, I used to try to hide the fact that I love disco music. Sure. Because it was the 2000s, and mm. nobody listened to disco anymore, and yeah. I was already that weird kid that listened to everything else, yeah. and people just love shitting on disco music. I fucking love disco. Can I disco dance? No. No. It's, I mean, it's Do I Have I ever owned a polyester suit? Absolutely not. But I can get <laughs> fucking down. But I watched Saturday Night Fever, and I loved it. That's what you're supposed to say at the end of it. Yeah, I've seen that movie like 10 times. No, I was going to say, I can get down to fucking Donna Summer. Like, hot stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. But either way, no, so I, I know that whenever I have a 20 to 25-minute drive ahead of me, I will play the 12-minute version of Disco Inferno, and then I'll play the 11-minute version of Heard It Through the Grapevine by Creedence Clearwater. Oh. <laughs> i like, we're going back-to-back with the longest songs in history. Let's just do it. Yeah. So... Here's an argument that I've gotten. They're not in the with longest songs in history. I just say that for emphasis. Right. Is a hot take. Um, I will hear Freebird. I can listen to it like once every like three to five years. I'll give it and go. Idea. Maybe it's like ten. Now, this yeah. is fun. Yeah. Anytime I hear it in between that, which I sometimes do, mm-hmm. it's like same with Tuesday's Gone. I just. Don't ask me, but where I'm going with this is mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. like Springsteen's Jungle Land is one I, I don't get sick of that, and that's yeah. like 10 or 11 minutes because it's not played on the radio every you know, like growing up every fucking day, exactly. Right? That was like me with Estranged by Guns N' Roses, it's a nine and a half minute right. long song, but they never play that one on the radio, right? I'm like, I, I'll listen but to But those, radio. but Heard <clears throat> It Through the Grapevine by Credence. Mm-hmm. Well, which is not the written Marvin right, Gaye's Marvin Gaye's, the fucking right. oh and it's my still, God. Marvin Gaye's version is still amazing, it's obviously. Ph- phenomenal, but it's yeah. it's it's the last eight minutes of the fucking Creedence song. It's just a rock and roll band, just, just you know. Just doing thing. Yeah. You know, they're just they this fucking jam band. It's just yeah, it's so deep and Oh Yeah. Yeah, and it's, you can't and it's not, so dirty and like you can't that. not sing it too right. when it comes on. You're like, fucking, I love this song. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh my God. Back, back to 50, back to the nineteen, back to the nineteen fifties. See, you never would find a nine minute song in the nineteen fifties. So there you go. See, like artistically, not a great era. Like not. But we're specific. I mean, I'm specifically talking about. I mean, like, I guess technically, yeah, Elvis was doing stuff. Jerry right. Lee Lewis were doing stuff, but it wasn't really like I mean, artistic. It was like, just diff- we'll, we'll which do I our, guess maybe artistic you could call it different, but it wasn't really We'll like, do our own episode on Orbison and, and Carl Perkins and, right. and all that stuff. This which, is again, just bait. Really? I don't know anything about Roy Orbison. Oh, man, dude. He's, he's, I just know he's a great singer and he's has some fucking good songs. He's a really songwriter, don't, too. I don't know anything about He broke, so. Um, all right, here we we'll go. Just, we'll get into it now. Do it. So, we're I mean, half hour in. Yeah. Yeah. If you're still listening, people, you got fucking, you're so with you us got Jerry Lee Lewis, right? Carl Perkins, Elvis. Mm-hmm. You've you've heard of like the Million Dollar Quartet, the Broadway show. I've never seen it because mm-hmm. I knew all that. I've known all that information. Yeah, since my grandpa's a small seen child. It. They've seen it a couple times. They say yeah. it's awesome. I know people that have seen it, and it's like I don't I don't need to go watch that. Like I I've well read on the whole situation. Yeah. Um, For people living it out, though, I get right. it. Right. 
you want to relive but those times. Roy Roy Orbison was always my guy. My guy. Out of Elvis, like that 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 Memphis Sun record scene. Out of Orbison, Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, Jerry Lee Lewis. Out of that group. Yeah. Roy Orbison. For the vocal levels, for the fact that he was a song. Oh, and Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash was in that scene too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd still take Orbison over Cash because most of the stuff that I go back and listen to of Cash's was the stuff he cut the last ten years of his life with Rick Rubin. Right. All the and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers are his backing band, and 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 you know, Mick Fleetwood's on the track, or yeah. you know, whatever the fuck. And the big cover album that he did. Right, and yeah. they're well, they're all they're all half covers of songs that came out the last fifty years, right. or hymns, mm-hmm. and then the the other ones are by there's a few by him on each record. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you're correct. All all the songs you're listening to for the most part are cover songs. Right. Um. Anyways, Roy Orbison for the for the singing, the songwriting, the way he wrote pop songs was different than exactly what you're thinking about. It's that <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, you know, right? And they're right and it just that's what they all sound like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and he would put a bridge here or a B section or there's this pre-chorus thing and you know and and kind of jumble it up a little bit and made it very Fresh, it sounded fresh, mm-hmm. and like I said, and I've ta- I think I've I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but if I have, we'll talk about it again. My favorite concert ever, other than the dance, Fleetwood Mac and Springsteen's live at the Hammersmith Odeon, 1975. My favorite, my number one, is Roy Orbison's A Black and White Night. Mm-hmm. Elvis Costello, Tom Waits, Bonnie Raitt, Bruce Springsteen, Jackson Brown, Katie Lang. It's fucking phenomenal. Um. And he's it. They it was filmed like six months before he died, and they just rock out, and it sounds amazing. And that like Roy, Roy Orbison's my guy, but did you're he not, still sound good? Oh my god! Even until he died, he still sounded good. So remember, how I told you like the stuff I go back <clears> to <throat> and listen is like Cash's later stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't really go out of my way to listen to a lot of his albums. I just listen to a Black and White Night. Those are the best versions of most of those songs. Mm. The, the studio takes are great. They're phenomenal of all of those songs, plus other songs that aren't on that concert. But the best, like, realized version of the song mm. live is a totally different thing, and that's just the one that I gravitate towards for that. Like, she's the one, which, because I know you've listened to Born to Run a few times now. The studio version of that is the one that you would be wanting to play in the background in a movie, like, right? But the live version is the one that I want to go listen to because it's so much livelier and it's hopping. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's not the one you would insert into a movie. So, like, right. the studio cut a pretty woman. Yeah, that's the fucking song. But this is the one because I've heard that a thousand times this, I've heard this a thousand times too but that's just the one I go for I know that sounds weird it's a weird, weird way of explaining it but uh, yeah. that's fair yeah but you you're, so you're vaguely pretty much unfamiliar with everybody but Elvis and somewhat Johnny Cash yeah okay. I only know whatever I do about Elvis is my, my uncle's an impersonator right yeah that's, he, that's, that's, that's true guys 
was that? That's very true. What you're saying. He oh yeah, a, he is an actual Elvis. It's super true. He we're gonna possibly yeah cut a record. You're going to record an album. Yeah. Of his. No, I know this. I'm just yeah. I'm clarifying. Yeah. Like you're not he, you're not gonna be like little Elvis. <laughs> Little Elvis and Big Elvis. Little Elvis and Big Elvis. Oh, coming to a Broadway theater near you. With uh, opening act Little Richards. Actually coming to a dive bar near you. Little Elvis um, and Big Elvis. Don't forget the following weekend. That sounds like some jackass would have done. Right. Uh, What's what's his name? Uh, With uh, Paul Plummer and the Plungers. Wee Man and uh, yeah, Paul Plummer and the the Plungers. What an opening act that would have been. Dude. Singing their their famous song, Who Left This One In Here? Right. Come on. Opening that up before Elvis sings uh, Suspicious Minds? Come on. Who's not going to see that? What? Yeah, but he wasn't doing Suspicious Minds came out in 72. I know, but still, who's not? Because who's not? they would have just been a nostalgic act at that point. They who's peaked th- in 61. All right, so then Elvis is singing whatever he sang in 1958. Okay, so the concert takes place in like... Uh, it's all right. Mama. See, but this that's is why right this is why I'm that's that right, asshole. Mama. Anyway, you do. Well, that's all right. Okay. That's, that's like the one. And what was the flip side of that single? I don't fucking know. Blue Moon of Kentucky, baby. Hey. Blue Moon, Blue Moon, keep shining bright. Oh, shine bright, shine bright. Um. Oh, that's what they're singing in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense now. <laughs> Didn't know it was an Elvis song. No idea. <laughs> Well, it wasn't. It's a Bill Monroe song. Well, he... It's a Bill Monroe song from the 1940s, Blue Moon of Kentucky. Blue Moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. That Elvis then covered. Yeah. What? What? That Elvis then covered. Well, he's from fucking Tupelo, Mississippi, so he definitely grew up listening to country and western music. Yeah, but... And, uh... If you're not from Kentucky, I don't think you deserve to cover that song. No offense. He's from Tupelo... Creedence Clearwater Revival was from suburban Southern California and literally sounded in character and wrote songs about the hard swamp life living. Hey, sometimes you just know things. <laughs> sometimes you got that intuitive brain. Oh, dear God. Elvis was stealing music from the black man. I know. Yeah, so. But I still like Elvis. Well, sure, I guess. I mean, I, yes, I completely agree. Yeah. But um, was it all him, or was it more his manager too? But that's so. Here's the here's the thing. Because there's a there's a documentary on it, right? A, I don't think he knew that what he was doing was that, and it what it wasn't. He more it thought was it was far more nuanced than that. Yeah, he thought it was more like because uh, he was one of the pioneers in rock and roll. There was no precedence for ripping off people's music. Which he wasn't ripping off, like roy- like paying them royalties per se, but just ripping off their right. culture and act and the type of songs that were, you know, going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and white people adopted it, obviously, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> profited greatly. Yeah. But no, Colonel Parker is who's responsible. I genuinely believe Elvis Aaron Presley was a good person. And I don't think he, even if he was doing something that was, you know, in retrospect, probably not great, um, like ripping off, <laughs> you know, yeah, people, <laughs> um, other people's stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, excuse me. I don't think he was conscious. I mean, he wasn't like a Harvard, he wasn't like Tom Morello, who, you know, <laughs> went to an Ivy League college. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Jerry Lee Lewis was fucking his 13 year old cousin. 
You know, these guys, wasn't they were the OG Elvis, rock and yeah, roll say, stars. Chuck Berry went to prison <laughs> for taking a woman, an underage woman over state lines. So my point is, yeah. I truly believe Elvis was a good person. I just think Colonel Parker's is Colonel Parker is who would be responsible for most <laughs> Colonel Parker's. Uh, who would be responsible for any of like the catfish, right? He'd sell catfish. Any of the shadier areas, areas of that. I mean, you know the song about "I Will Always Love You." Uh, Dolly Parton released "I Will Always Love You," and Elvis wanted to cut it because, right. and he knew he'd have a number one hit with it. Probably blow it out of Dolly, blow it out of the water. You mm-hmm. know, Dolly Parton's version. Twenty something years later, Whitney Houston did that, but. She wanted X amount of percentage from any of the royalties, and Colonel Parker was like, fuck that. So they didn't get to cut the song, <laughs> and then Elvis died. It's President just do On the toilet, and I have his newspaper that, from the Chicago Sun-Times that he says, was probably Elvis listening. is dead. That's, that's he was on pills all day, is the quote underneath the photograph. That's what we're forgetting, right uh, there. Uh, uh, Paul Plummer and the Plungers. What? What's the song? That was their number one song. What? Elvis. No, died dude, here. They peaked in 1961. Elvis the died fictitious here. band Paul Plummer and I the know, Plungers. I know they peaked. Peaked in 1961. I know they peaked. Wait, they had a comeback hit in 1979. Bruce Springsteen peaked in 1986. Okay, let's let's so, not go there. Bruce Springsteen's but, never peaked. Oh, don't even, don't even stop it right now. The Rising album? Are you kidding me? Devils and Dust? Dude, he peaked. It's okay. All Just right. because you peak doesn't mean that stuff after is never as like not the rising. You can plateau. You can plateau for a long time. That is still a peak. All right. You could be at a peak for a very long time. Okay. Like ACDC peaked after Back in Black. No. Maybe what was the next album? I don't know. I'm not a big ACDC fan. I mean, I love ACDC. I just like, I don't know their albums per se. So maybe they did peak at Back in Black. That makes sense. Well, that's, that's their best. That's just the Ah, one of the greatest albums. I know you like Highway to Hell. Right. That's fine. Either way, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is Paul, Paul Plummer, Paul, Paul Plummer and the Plungers peaked in 1961. Right. Their band formed in 1957. I understand. And they broke up in 62. Yeah. They they peaked in 61. They got back together because they're like the national story. Was it the whole band or was it just Paul Paul Plummer? Was that Elvis died on the toilet? Yeah, you're right. 77. Elvis died on a toilet. They're like, who sings songs about this kind of stuff? So they called up Paul Plummer. We do. They called up Paul Plummer. No, and was Paul like, Plummer called up everybody. He was like, dude, I He was begging bounce, for record contracts? I need to bounce back on the scene. Because all those guys were filling in for other bands because they're like, ooh, we have great harmonies. We can use you. But he was a songwriter. They're like, you're not serviceable anymore. Right. 62 is over with. Was that, that before or after he started using a toupee? That was definitely, that was definitely after. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he had the mustache, mm-hmm. the like seventies mustache. He shaved that when he they went the back out on tour. He did the handlebar for a while. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah well, because yeah, yeah. of Burt Reynolds. Yeah, and then then he did the chops. Right after that, because they're like, ooh, yeah. And then yeah, and then went you know clean shaven for the eighties. But what w- correct me if I'm wrong. The drummer, bass player, and guitar player, all one guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, they. Um, <laughs> Was it the was it the whole original band? Was it all of the plumbers no, or the no, plungers? No, the uh, no the bass player died in seventy uh, five. Oh, that's right. They they tried to do like a memorial tour for it, but it just never really worked out. That, they couldn't get the funding. That, that was sort of like when uh, 
when Paul was doing his uh, Ricky Nelson thing, like right. went way out right. and like came back and people were like, oh, no, we don't want this. It no. was great, though, that the Ramones were opening for them on that tour in yeah, 70, that was, that in was, 78, that was 79, huge. 79. That was yeah. huge. Yeah, because the Ramones were done with their set in like 30 minutes. They played all 20. They played all 100 of their songs. 20. That's they were, all they were exactly, doing. That's right. They played all their songs in 20 minutes. And then, you know. They came out at 7. They were done at 7.20. Done at 7.20. Paul Plummer and the Plungers were out at 7.30. I think somebody tallied it. It was like 87 songs in right. 20 minutes. Yeah. They're like, of course, they were done by 8.30 because they didn't, I mean, they had, they played all their hits, rode the gravy train, played some of the new stuff off the new album. Plus all of them, they were, they were all parents and, you know, family men by that right. time. They'd all they had to go married. home. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, when you peak, when you peak, you're like, well, I got to start a family now. So I forgot about that song, though. Yeah. Elvis. Died here. <laughs> that's the, that's their like comeback, and then obviously never panned out. But yeah, what a tour that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was was that album was called Swirlies, right? Yes. Yeah, that was Swirlies, um, and then the one that they were like they were set to release was like Some Pump Problems. That was the one they were set to release, but never they never released. Yeah, that yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Volume one and two. They were trying to do a double. <laughs> Either way, so 1950s. Little Richard, what was he doing? Why was he incredible? Keep on knocking, but you can't come in. Uh, have you ever, have you, I mean, he was Elton John 15 years before Elton John. Mm-hmm. I mean, he came out, played that piano. 10 out of 10 entertaining. He had the style. He had the glitter and the glamour. And correct me if I'm wrong, he's like the only one that really wasn't getting in trouble in that era, right? Like, he's no, one of those guys that kind of, like, came so. out clean. He's an or- He was an ordained minister. Right. But that was the thing. Like, he, he was yeah, never he really on anybody's... Chuck, like, uh, I have a poster of Chuck Berry here in the studio because he's, like, one of my favorite singer-songwriters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an amazing, like, rudimentary guitar player, but very 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 important in shaping rock and roll um because if i mean it's not like his guitar solos are crazy but they're phenomenal he's one of my favorite guitar players and his songwriting he wrote all those you know wrote all those fucking songs Mm -hmm. bad dude though yeah went to prison multiple times and that's where we always say like all right where do you separate art the art from the artist here's the deal if he was more contemporary i probably wouldn't be able to listen to him like I can't listen to Michael Jackson, sure, um, because it just makes me ill. <laughs> no, that's fair. And luckily, I was never a big Louis C.K. fan. But I told you I've been struggling not really listening to Ryan Adams anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, um, was, that was that hurt. That one hurt a lot. Yeah, big time. Yeah, but he's supposed to put out three albums last year. I know that was. I was. Do you have any idea how excited I was? Probably really excited. Yeah, until yeah. I found out he did some bad stuff. It would have been like album, what, 25, 26, and 27? Something like that, much, 15 yeah. years. <clears throat> um, but Chuck Berry, yeah, I mean, Jerry Lee Lewis never recovered from that scandal with his 13-year-old cousin. He said he played Riot Fest three years ago. <laughs> or two yeah, years ago. Yeah, but, I mean, his career never recovered in the fact that, like, I know. he no longer got, like, songs that were, would give him gold records. No, and all I understand. That. He still played Riot Fest a couple years ago. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, hey. I don't know. Great Balls of Fire with Dennis Apparently Clay. Time Heals All Wounds. Came out in the 80s, <clears throat> and that kind of reminded everybody about Jerry Lee Lewis, and right. then they kind of forgot again. Yeah. Well, it was the same thing when, when uh, Michael Jackson died. It was like, 
do we talk about what happened still? Or do we just go? Ooh, Everybody we I knew was playing Michael Jackson, and I'm like, I cannot stand. Well, this. that was a, that was the thing. It was like, all right, where, do we just because he's dead? Because he died just... four years after the second trial. Right. And like I rem- I watched that whole thing, that whole fucking summer. I remember jury selection that whole summer in 2005. Mm-hmm. I think that was it's 2005. Yeah. And, uh, no, I just, I can't, I can't do Michael. I'm sorry. I, I can't do Michael. No, 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 I'm not telling you you have to. I'm just, I'm trying to remember what the reaction was. Like everybody started playing his stuff again. Cause they're like, Oh, well now he's dead. Well, yeah, all of his greatest hits went up the, number one in the charts. The album they were supposed to release and they, they put the music out anyways. They're like, all right, well, I guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> but Hey, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know either. Um, I think it was comedian. Oh yeah, Kyle Kinane. He had a good he had a, a good argument about it. Like no amount of art or no piece of art is ever so important to you know look past certain things that people do. And well, he's like, and it's like if if one piece of art was your favorite thing, well then guess what? If that never existed, something else would have just been your favorite thing. You're talking to a guy who literally has like eight albums of. Eight vinyl albums of Bill Cosby that I acquired when I was like in fifth, sixth grade. Yeah, no, listen to that again. No, no, I'm not going to throw them out because they might be worth some money. I don't know anybody's buying those though. That's the thing. That's true. I heard, uh, not heard, but there were the things of like people were trying to turn them into record stores. Like, hey, I have these. They're like, yeah, we're not going to sell these, dude. No one is going to buy these. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, we cannot take these. I don't want to throw them out, though, because, like, the hoarder in me is going, in 10 years, after everybody's thrown out those records, yeah. they will be worth money. Mm-hmm. To the dump. <laughs> like, yeah, we can add more shit in here. I mean, I we'll take them out. We'll give you 50 cents a piece. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I, 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 look, I, I don't know. There probably is some person out there going, I still want to listen to uh, Bill Cotton be himself. Right. Why not? Right. Yeah. Some dude buying up, you know, all the, the old DVDs of the Cosby show. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Those DVDs are probably not worth anything. Probably not. No. No, because that was in the heart of it. So, yeah. It was it's not fun. We sh- I shouldn't laugh. That wasn't funny. No, I, I mean, it, it was funny. Like your comment was yeah, funny. That was yeah. in the heart of it. <laughs> no, yeah, that's no. terrible. Yeah, it, it was a horrible fucking thing. So fucking terrible. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I. I I have, I think I have my limitations, but I also I'm I should be more diligent sometimes too in, in researching the artists that I enjoy, um, just to make sure that I'm not listening to anybody who's crazy or been convicted of uh, doing yeah horrible things. But I mean, it was like uh, the contours: Lloyd Price, Sam Cooke, Sam Cooke, Junior Walker, and the All Stars. Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. I'm on a different playlist now. I'm on my classy playlist: okay. Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, mm-hmm. Dee Dee Sharp, Bo Diddley, Aretha Franklin, Fats Domino, The Kingsmen, Etta James, Otis Redding, Benny King, Wilson Pickett, Sam Cooke again, Four Tops, Temptations, Bill Withers. Why is Bill Withers on this playlist? He's from the '70s. Interesting. Percy Sledge. When a man loves a woman. See, now you're shaking. Now you know the song. You just probably didn't know the artist. No idea. Yeah, I'm saying it. But um, the foundation. Do you know the foundations? They sing "Build Me Up, Buttercup." That's them. That's mm. them. The foundations. Yeah. Do you know Martha Reeves and the Vandellas? Uh, no. They did "Nowhere to Run," "Dancing in the Street," "Jimmy Mack." 
Calling out around They did that song, the song that has been replicated way too many times in this lifetime. Well, I mean, the Mick Jagger, David Bowie version was really, really bad. Oh, so fucking horrible. But you know Van Halen did a version, right? No bullshit. Van Halen? Oh, Van Halen. I'm not a Van Halen fan. I understand, but Van Halen did a version. I don't. Jimmy Durante, the Kinks, Mamas and the Papas, the Beach Boys. Anyways. Do you you ever watch that Family Guy episode where they played the entire music video of the Mick Jagger, David Bowie version of that song? Yeah. How do you think I first saw it? That was so great. They're like, that happened. We all let it happen. That was the comment afterwards. Like, yes. How did we allow that to happen? It was atrocious. Oh, it's so bad. There's, I'm blanking on the name of the song. Something about friends. Hold on, let me look this up. You've got a friend in me. No. Waiting on a friend. It's mm. a it's a uh, uh, Rolling Stone song. Mm-hmm. That's on Tattoo You. That's the album. I knew it was the one after um, Some Girls. The music video for it. I really if you remember, like in the old days of like AOL and shit. Mm-hmm. You could like look up like I remember looking up the doors and they had like music videos for like five of their songs, mm-hmm. like break on through to the other side and touch me and a couple yeah. other ones. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. And I oh, lost my lost my voice for a second. Oh, you're good. Um, and I looked up the Rolling Stones. Right. And they had a couple of songs. Mm-hmm. And this was one of them, this mm-hmm. music video. And I'd never <clears> heard this song. And I never want to hear it again. It's so the music video was, was so atrocious. Was waiting it? on a friend. Oh, waiting on a friend. I don't think I've ever heard that one. There's once again one of the greatest bands of all time, right? Like, you know, you know the good deep cuts. You again, do. Greatest or just most popular? Do you really put them up with greatest uh, bands of all time? Yeah. Huh? Give me shelter. Sway. Wild horses. Huh? Hey. Can you hear me knocking? Satisfaction, Jumpin' Jack Flash, Miss You, Beast of Burden. I'm just naming big fucking hits. Really? I mean, yeah, I'm going to take the Beatles over them, but... I know you would, yeah. Not everybody can be CCR and not have a bad song. I know. <laughs> I know. Or and Tom it, Petty and the Heartbreakers. But or I think Bruce that's what, Springsteen. But I think or, sometimes that's what benefits bands, too, is, is short-lived right, tenures. right. And not even a tenure. I Credence had six albums in three years. Mm, 60, 67 to 71. Four, four, five, they, were, yeah. they were a band for like four or five yeah. years. Yeah. But they had six albums. Right? Yeah. I think it was seven or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. And that was it. And you're like, oh, I can listen to every album still and be like. Dude, they're. None the, of it's tainted because they tried to no. come back in 1993. <laughs> no. You know? Yeah. And you're like, no, this is great. Same thing with like the replacements. You're know, like, yeah. Even after, yeah, but their last but two their albums, last two albums you're like, you're like, ah, oh, god damn it. But otherwise, you're like short-lived band. Okay, I can take it. What was the band that we were talking about in the last couple of weeks? Where I was like, did you know they made records? Oh, uh, uh, what band? It wasn't Queen. What band was it? After the <sighs> lead singer left. They kept making records. Oh, yeah, yeah. They made, like, three more albums. Uh, and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Well, wasn't Credence one of them? Yeah, but 
They, they only did one. They only did oh, one the album. Oh, The Doors. The Doors. That's yes. what it was. They made two albums after Jim Morrison. Died. Three. Oh, it was three after Jim Morrison. Two with died. them, and That's then right. the third one was just a bunch of Jim Morrison poems. That's and right. They and they played music, over. music over. And yeah, I'm like, what behind. the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like spaced out. It was like three or four years, wasn't it? It was like oh, the was year it? after he died, they put out another album. And then like two yeah. years later, they put out another album. And then like a year or two later, they put out another album. Yeah. So and it it's like, like bang, what bang, the bang. fuck? Yeah. yeah, that's right. That was weird. Yeah, how do you... I mean... Sometimes you... Once again, go back and listen to that episode. We, I, I talk about how great of a band the Doors were, specifically Ray Manzarek. John Desmore, Robbie Kruger, they're all great. But Jim Morrison was the Doors. But then that was, was going to be my... I, I mean, like, that was but gonna be that's why they're the Doors. Ray Manzarek is a phenomenal keyboardist, and he could play in any band, but it was that music yeah. with Jim's yeah. vocals and lyrics that made it the Doors. Sometimes you go... Uh, Sometimes you say to yourself, "All right, what would this band sound like if if so and so member wasn't a part of it?" And right. and you could actually answer that question with the Doors because they literally gave you that answer after Jim Morrison died. You're like, "Oh yeah, no, this is not the same thing at all." Right? Okay. This like totally- the Velvet Underground, like uh, Doug Ewells, who sings uh, "Oh Sweet Nothing," even though Lou Reed wrote it mm-hmm. on Loaded, mm-hmm. and it, though it sounds, it's one of their best songs. Um, and the music that they put out after Lou Reed left, yeah. it was one or two records. It still sounded like the Velvet Underground, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. it, Lou Reed wasn't a part of it. It was right. a different thing. But it still sounded like the Velvet Underground. This stuff that I heard by The Doors, I was like, Jim Morrison is what makes it The Doors. Right. 100%. Where with a band like, a band like Eagles, they did very, 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 very well before they got Joe Walsh. So exactly. they, you know, right. And even like, how do I, how do I put this? If Don Henley sang on less songs, it would still be the Eagles. If Glenn Fry sang on less songs, it would still be the Eagles. Right. Whereas like with the, it, Jim Morrison is the fucking, he's what makes it the doors and not something totally different. And not the doorknobs. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or Mike Campbell's band, The Dirty Knobs. The Dirty Knobs. <laughs> That's a real band. I bet it is. They're opening for Stapleton next year. Oh, good for them. That's yeah. awesome. Anyways, Anyways, so we're going to end this show. Yeah, I, I was about to say, 58 minutes, I think we're doing. All right. I just can't believe you weren't going to be like, oh, dude, my top 10 favorite songs from that era, you know, like Personality by Lloyd Price or like... You're right. You know, How the Ronettes, I... Be My Baby. Uh, or, you're right. How did I forget that one? You know, what yeah. they play in Dirty Dancing, which is one of the greatest fucking movies ever. It's a good song. Yeah, you're missing out, kid. You're, you're giving me that fucking... I didn't grow up in that time, and I never rediscovered it, or excuse me, even discover it, when yeah. I started going through different periods of music that I went through. Yeah. I'm just getting into ambient music. I'm going way I told, crazy. I told, you know me, I've been listening to like dance music. I know. You've been going in a weird direction, not a weird direction, but not a, a very Rob Fishbeck uh, trademark direction. No, because I've gone down all those roads <clears throat> so many times I need a break. Would you say you've, you've, you've gone down all those, uh, all the back roads? I've gone down all the back roads. Ah, there we go. <laughs> I was trying to think of a, a horrible country reference, but that was that. No, I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about everybody. No, like, I understand. Like when Tom died, it'll be three. But years I think. But I just. I remember, I remember you. 
minus we're gonna do an episode on tom petty next week okay because it'll be the third year anniversary of his death all right, let's. Uh, I mean, I re- I do. That's all. I, I listen to those records so many. Like I'd, I've heard those albums so many. It's like you got to take a break. You come back, take mm-hmm. a break. Like I was listening to Fleetwood Mac over this past summer mm-hmm. more than I had in five ten years. It wasn't and, yacht rock on the summer. What? It was a yacht rock kind of summer. You're like, it, if anything was going to make me feel good this year, <laughs> yacht rock. Dude, all the yacht rock hits. Yeah. All the rock. It was hits. a yacht rock summer. Absolutely. Do you have Do you have any idea how many times I listened to Islands in the Stream this past summer? I'm gonna go with 40, more than ten. Forty eight. Yeah. Less than forty eight. More than ten. <clears throat> the forty eight contiguous states. That's what I'm gonna go with. Um, all right, Tom Petty next week. So you heard it all here, everybody. Tom Petty next week, and you heard it from me. The 1950s were a different time that I did not pay attention to. So it's okay. Um, there There's some go. great tunes. Go follow. Find me on Spotify. And it's not like a plug or anything, but if like you want to like get into that, it's the very definition of a plug. No, but if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm not really familiar much with that kind of music. Like mm-hmm. my playlists are very specific, but yeah. there's more of a broader spectrum that I could get, I could educate people on. So, right. like, when I get to know somebody, that's one of the first things that I want to know about them is like their like ride or die favorite bands, artists, records, like the ones that they're going to go back to. Yeah, yeah. And it's usually not music that's come out in the last five to ten years. You know what I mean? Barney. I'm always going back to Barney. Listen to that music. Uh, obviously, Paul Plummer and the Plungers. Dude. Um, if you're looking for a rip-roaring good time. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, probably... Hmm. Alf, probably Alf. Yeah, he sang a couple songs, right? I have no idea. I think he did on the show. We're gonna end the show now, um, <laughs> but go check out <clears throat> some great fucking tunes from back in the day, which was a Wednesday. That's a Dan Cook. No, it's not a Dan Cook reference. Who is that? No, my reference. Back in the day was I'm was a sure. Wednesday. I think it was that was yeah. Dan Cook. Yeah, pretty sure it was. Okay, right the, on. The not really funny Dan. Cook. You can find me. You can follow me around. Mm-hmm. Follow me around. All right, just give your put your plugs out there. At Rob Fishbeck. There you go. At Rob underscore Fishbeck on Instagram because I'm a moron. And, uh, and you just find my Linktree account on all of those formats and find all the other crazy fucking 30,000 things of bullshit that I do. Have a great week and we'll see you next time. <laughs>